0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So this talk is about uh, combinatoriality in the evolution of human language. And the big problem in talking about the and researching the evolution of human language is finding relevant evidence. One thing we know for sure, we can't go back and reconstruct some original language of all humanity by tracing back uh, today's languages. So we have to look for other sources of evidence. And uh, today I'm going to focus on languages that have uh, originated much more recently. The sign languages that are used in communities of deaf people and communities of deaf and hearing people. Um, First, the idea of combinatoriality. What's the difference between sounds and words? Well, here's some simple three-letter words of English, we see in this, uh, in this data that words are not holistic, that there's a combinatorial system that combines meaningless speech sounds yielding words with different meanings. Now, uh, there was an interesting discovery way back in the 18th century by a French priest, the Abbe de la Paix in, in uh, Paris. He discovered that the deaf people in Paris, much to his surprise, already had a language of their own in which they could discuss any subject. And uh, that was the beginning of uh, of recognition of sign languages as a human uh, means of communication. American Sign Language Similarly, it's indigenous to the deaf community here. It's a mature sign language that has uh, been evolving for about 200 years, and one of many structurally different and mutually unintelligible uh, sign language, completely uh, independent of English. And most importantly, it has been shown to have all the key properties of spoken languages, except speech. A second and pivotal discovery came along in a book by William Stokey in 1960. Uh, It it has to do with really what is the central, um, central point of my talk today, which concerns the difference between gestures and signs. And he discovered that like the words of spoken languages, the signs of American Sign Language ASL are not holistic, that there is a combinatorial system that combines meaningless parts into meaningful signs. So I'll just show you what these are. One component of signs is handshape. So this means change. If I change the handshape from this to this, it means translate. If I change it uh, to, um, to this, it means interpret. So handshape is one of the components of signs. A second is place of articulation. So this means bird, this means print, and this means 20. So, uh, same hand shape, same movement, different places of articulation at the edge of the lip or uh, on the other hand or in neutral space before the signer. And finally, this uh, movement is relevant. Uh, This means name, this means short, this means knife, and this means egg. Okay, all like so. Uh, so, it's a combi- combinatorial system. Phonological uh, for spoken languages refers to the sound. The same term is used for sign languages. There's an inventory of hand shapes, places of articulation, and movements. These are combined in different ways to form different signs with different meanings. And each sign consists of these components hand shaped place of articulation, and movement. And uh, there's also a a fourth orientation, but I won't get into that today. So now we know what the difference is between signs and gestures. Signs, but not gestures, result from a combinatorial system that takes these elements and combines them to produce different signs with different uh, meanings. So here is a bird again. Uh, How do we know whether it is a sign or a gesture? And uh, what characterizes it as a sign is it has these components. The hand shape the L shape, movement, the index touches the thumb twice, and place of articulation is at the edge of the lip. The handshape and movement exist in other signs, like I said before, 20, or print, or publish. And um, the <coughs> edge of the lip is used in other signs as place of articulation, like drink or famous. Okay. So the gestural hypothesis is that uh, what were originally gestures evolved over time into signs in a combinatorial sign system, uh, each with its phonological representation, which simply means the saying what the handshape is, what the movement, and uh, what the place of articulation. Uh, important question. What would cause a gestural communication system to evolve into a combinatorial sign system. And the hypothesis I want to present today, uh, there are two things that would drive such an evolution. The first is you get clearer articulation, because once you know you've got these three components, each of which has, in other signs, a life of its own, that limits how the signer can articulate the sign. And second, that it makes it possible for the relation between a sign's form and its meaning to be completely arbitrary as in spoken languages. This is a huge advantage because it makes possible a vast increase in vocabulary size size, so that in principle there can be a sign for any meaning. So those are the two things that I'm proposing uh, drive the evolution from gestures to signs. Now, uh, as I said, we can't go back to some original human language, but we can observe in a few rare cases the birth of a (coughs) brand-new manual communication system. One such is Asayid Bedouin, In the Asaid Bedouin community in southern Israel, uh, studied by Sandler, Aronoff, Meir, and Padden. And this is in a small, isolated Bedouin community where uh, recently uh, there's been uh, widespread uh, deafness in the community. The spoken language is Arabic and. The deaf people are using this new system and many of the hearing people as well because they have family and siblings and so on who are deaf. And uh, the, the, this study started with the second generation of signers. So that is as close to the origin of languages as one can get. And it's been uh, developing there with no contact with any other sign language and what this team of researchers found is that these people are by the criteria I've already laid out are using gestures not signs that their words are holistic not combinatorial so consequently they being not combinatorial you they the sign, the, each—I should really call a gesture. The, each gesture is not analyzable into the parts as they are, as such as the uh, signs of, of sign languages are. So uh, there is a way uh, that we can use this to uh, test some of our our predictions. Since a sign cannot be characterized in terms of this is its, its uh, handshape, this is its movement, this is its place of articulation, then uh, there's nothing to constrain the articulation. And what these researchers found was that, in fact, the articulation is all over the place, not just like... Uh, limited differences, as you find in older languages, like some people say economics and some people say economics. Now, these are all over the place, hardly recognizable in many cases. And uh, there, there are big differences in pronunciation from uh, one family to another. And uh, the, uh, it's not as clear about, uh, I have no real data on the size of the vocabulary, but uh, it's pretty clear that with this kind of total uh, all-over-the-place articulation, it can't, uh, it can't be very big, but I would hold that in abeyance. Certainly, the prediction of, of the proposal I made that uh, that getting an, a combinatorial system constrains articulation. That comes out very nicely. And the, the next thing I want to mention about the difference between gestures and, and signs is uh, there was a lot of publicity for a long time about uh, chimpanzees supposedly learning sign language and the gardeners and fouts signed with their chimps for many years and so on. Rivas, t- 2005 studied 22 hours of videotapes, eliminated imitations of what a caregiver had signed in the previous five seconds, and these are the results of these four chimpanzees. The first number is a number of different so-called signs. I'm claiming they were not signs but gestures, and that 58 that the, the four most frequent gestures by Washo accounted for 58% of his total production. For Moja, uh, the four most frequent accounted for 45%, Tatu, 46%, Dar, 41%. So uh, my conclusion is especially if you compare with the very large vocabularies of children learning a a spoken language. Uh, Conclusion, the chimpanzees learn no signs at all, just a small set of holistic gestures. Combinatoriality is widespread in language. There's combinatorial morphology that combines meaningful units... Uh, word, stems, prefixes, suffixes into complex words. So we get complex words like undeniability. And combinatorial syntax combines words into phrases and sentences. Combinatorial semantics combines the meanings of smaller parts of sentences, of words into phrases, phrases into sentences. And uh, consequently, combinatoriality characterizes human language at every level. We're a combinatorial species. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.